All right. Hello. This is John Krasinski, Pittsburgh Soccer Now, and with me is Jordan Smith. Jordan, hello. How's it going, John? <laughs> um, terrific. It's This is just that time of year, and what better way to um, really add to Pittsburgh Soccer Now's coverage that time of year than to this time of year where things really start picking up than by debuting a new podcast. This is our scholastic and youth soccer podcast, the first inaugural podcast, Jordan. So you have the honors of being part of this. Uh, and really, it's part of something that you and I have talked about for a long time. And we're going to call it Kids on a Pitch, the scholastic and youth soccer podcast. Um, we'll talk about Western Pennsylvania. We'll focus on Western Pennsylvania. We'll talk a lot between now and probably the end of November, uh, heavily about high school the high school scene, the WPIL, we get to the PIAAs, but then who knows? We're, there's so many ways we can go with this podcast once we hit into the winter months and beyond and the full cycle of a 12-month year because, as you know, youth soccer is, is just it's just a beast, isn't it, Jordan? Yeah, yeah, that's why we like to cover it. It's, uh, it's the best time of the year, you know, high school, uh, boys and girls soccer starting back up uh and college is, is starting back up too um and then we got the world cup at a weird time but um that's right yeah, it, uh, it's always exciting around the fall time well and jordan i, I think you know you've been been um a contributor for pittsburgh soccer now i think uh, almost probably two years or so now but i think we since this is a high school soccer focused po podcast especially in the next few months um why don't you give everybody, well, two things. One, I'd like to give everybody an update in terms of where you are, uh, in terms of um, things as far as high schools and stuff. But also, Jordan, I mean, I go back to 2015, the day I met you, I'm covering South Fayette in the WPIL finals. And uh, this this match, uh, I think it was, uh, please forgive me if I am just fumbling the details. And meanwhile, I'm covering this for Trib and for Pittsburgh Soccer Report at the time. But you know, South Bay goes into overtime and this, this young player, just senior, one of the captains, I uh, hope I'm getting all this right, named Jordan Smith, scores the game-winning goal in overtime to help lead South Bay to uh, glory. So did I, did I, did I, I hope I, I, I gave you justice in that uh, description, though. No. But Jordan, um, you know, <laughs> obviously it's in your blood, high school soccer um, in this area, and you maybe just share a little bit about that experience and, and of being a high school soccer player in uh, Western Pennsylvania. Yeah, you pretty much got it all right. But uh, yeah, during, I was there. I better have gotten it right. I just, you know, I got to make sure I, yeah. I remember things. Yeah, um, definitely. My four years playing high school soccer by far was the most fun and um, the most fun I've ever had. Um, I, I felt like during that time, I really learned how to be more of a team player and um, taking on leadership roles. And um, yeah, that was just such a important time in my life. And uh, coach Eldridge was a big part of that too. Um, you know, teaching us how to be good young men. Um, and fortunately there's a lot of good Whitfield coaches that um, do a good job of that. Uh, but yeah, winning a Whitfield championship, it's uh, it's definitely one of the best feelings ever. <laughs> I can say, fortunately, unfortunately, never got to Hershey for the PIAA uh, final, 
was close a couple times for that too. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a special time and um, we just hope to promote uh, throughout the season, the kids uh, uh, playing for these teams and their playoff runs and, uh, you know, want to support the, the teams that end up winning it all and have good coverage for them. And really all the teams, you know, we, it's one of the things that we've been doing for like four or five years now is we, we post the scoreboard for um, every night. And a lot of times it's just a lot of fun. We just throw out this, we get all the scores, people report the scores mostly um, on Twitter. So the first order of business is tell people, look, if you're going to report scores, sometimes it's tough for us to keep up with direct messages. It's tough maybe for us to, to, to keep up with emails or we check. But honestly, you go on Twitter, hashtag WPIL soccer. We're there. We just report that score. We put it into the scoreboard. And that's pretty much what we do. But but that's one of the many things that we'll be doing. This pod, I feel like we'll be able to roll up our sleeves, bring on special guests every week, just build momentum as the season goes and leads up to the playoff bracket selections uh, Wednesday and then the playoffs, the, the district playoffs, the WPIL playoffs, and the PIAA playoffs. So a lot of excitement. I really want to uh, use this as a platform to help create more awareness and give maybe deserved players and coaches opportunities to talk maybe in an even more informal setting versus just those you know, very rigid formal interviews that we give after matches and, and, and those sometimes are even few and far between, but um, yeah, we, I, we have this platform, so why not use it? Right, Jordan? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think it gives us a good chance to um, listen to what the coaches and the players have to say, uh, you know, not right after a match. Um, I think it, yeah, it's a, it's a different kind of setting and um, I think it can be very cool. Um, so we hope to, to get, a you know, a pool of different, um, teams and players from 1A to 4A, both boys and girls on both sides and, and see how they're doing throughout the season. Yeah. And we're going to try to cover, it's very difficult on our platform. And really, if you look at the local media too, the, the Post-Gazette and the Trip, you know, honestly, besides reporting scores, you know, I think the Trip does a great job in terms of regional coverage and getting out and, um, for the, all the local newspapers, and providing as many features and focusing on their um, local teams and even their those specific communities, east, west, north, and south. But you know, our focus is soccer centric, soccer specific as much as possible. So that's really where I think we come in. Um, and also, we have some great photographers that support us. Ed Thompson is is our main guy, but you know, we've utilized Justin Burrell. Um, there's a couple other real good photographers that help us out. Rachel Krager's back in the flow with us. And we're excited about um, yeah. that. She's going to be making contributions to Pittsburgh soccer. Now, uh, once again, she's already done that um, since she's been back in Pittsburgh. So we're excited about the, this platform and what we can do. And Jordan, honestly, 2022 is here. Season is, we're just sitting on it. A lot of people may listen to this just as the opening weekend where there's going to be a lot of preseason action, things like that. Um, and one of the things I like to do is I like to talk about the realignment. Um, and, but before we do that, we're going to bring on a special guest first, 
And then Jordan, you and I can kind of break down some, some other things and we'll talk a little bit more, but first we're gonna bring on Jordan Wigan uh, from Pine Richland, the head coach there. And we have a very special um, weekend planned. Uh, Pittsburgh Soccer Now will have a very strong presence. We are gonna cover wall to wall six matches in two days at Pine Richland tournament. And we'll bring Jordan on to talk a little bit more about that. All right, we have a second Jordan who's joined us, uh, Jordan Smith with me, uh, co-hosting a podcast. And now I have Jordan Wigan from Pine Richland High School. I I can't believe, it. I think it's, is this your third or fourth? fourth mm -hmm. year? The fourth season already. It wow. goes quick, yeah. <laughs> wow, so Jordan, you know, we've collaborated, uh, you know, we've been able to cover Pine Richland a few times for featured games. We've I've covered you going way back. You and I coached against yeah. each other at one point going back further back. But yeah, this 2022 season is um, it's we're right on the dawn, uh, right on the eve of the season. Uh, just tell us kind of where you are with your club, with your boys program, Pine Richland. Um, you're in you've been in a murderous section uh, over the last three years, but now heading year four. Now, all of a sudden, we're looking at. Only, we're going from three sections in quad A, 4A, to two sections. And, you know, you're lumped in with all your north north schools. It looks pretty similar, I think, except Central Catholics in there again, right? Yep, that's correct. Um, you know, over the past three years, it's, it's definitely been a challenge. It's been a welcome to quad A soccer, uh, but it's been an also an, a challenge that we embrace. And it's it's been a, it's been an amazing experience, you know, regardless of results and things, just seeing the uh, level of play and the pace and the physicality, the technical ability, everything that goes into the game uh, really shines through at the quad A level. And you could see, lucky for us, we get to see that, you know, with our guys, but with every single other team that's involved with us. <laughs> but yeah, the, the stir, the stir up with two sections kind of, I think, caught a lot of us off guard. Um, I'd be lying if <laughs> I never would have envisioned joining, you know, coaching Pine Richland and then going into a situation in which we only have 16 teams involved. Um, I still think, uh, even though with the mix up, I'll talk about that first. Yes, our section stayed pretty much the exact same with the addition of Central Catholic. Um, and as you said, a murderous section that we're involved in, it has been that to a T and I think just speaks for itself last year as well with three of the four semifinalists coming from our section and Seneca Valley always, you know, seems to be pushing through before that. I know it was North Allegheny for a time. I know it, it typically does. You see that shift between the South and North every now and then with your can of Mac runs and. It just, it's a lot of back and forth. It's never a dull moment. Um, with the addition of Central Catholic, uh, another playoff team. So that uh, does not make any coach's job any easier. That's for sure. Wow. It's, it's, it's really a gauntlet, you know, uh, for sure. Um, yeah. So it, now, you know, in terms of what do you expect from some of these teams um, this season? I, I, I know, it seems like I, I feel like the class of 2021 was pretty good, was like really good. I, I feel like there's a little bit of a drop off potentially, but that leaves room for a lot of good young players to shine. Right. 
Yeah, there's definitely a a drop off. Um, I alluded to that before for the past three years or so, we've always had to focus on specific players, whether it be your, you know, Landon's at uh, Butler or Evan Anderson has been playing as a sophomore all the way until senior. And then, you know, Nathan Prex, Shauna Hia at all Fox Chapel. I mean, these kids have been difficult (laughs) to game plan against and, um, I wasn't sad to see them all leave. I wish them all the best at the next yeah. level since that's where most of them are heading. Uh, a lot to do, Kane. But uh, in that, yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head. And even with the Peters Township squad, um, they were pretty senior heavy um, and led the way with Masucci. So it, it really has been a, a terrific class last year. One that I'm, for me, as a coach at Pine Ridge, I'm very happy to see leave. But like you said, that really gives everyone a larger opportunity. But you can't think for a second that, you know, well, Seneca lost this person. You know, they're just going to be dropping down now. That, that doesn't really happen at this level. So I would expect a lot of the same teams to be very competitive. But every, every time, I mean, everyone looks at our section or the others and you like to predict, oh, these are the low teams, these are the high. But any given night, it, it, it's a battle every single time, no matter who we're playing or who anyone else is as well. I mean, the Seneca Peters two years in a row in the finals, Jordan, you, you saw a lot of the Peters, you saw Peters a lot. Um, You know, those type of teams, those two teams, it just seemed like were the cut above last year. Do you, do you see that right now on paper? I mean, Jordan Smith too. I'm, I'm throwing you into this conversation. I mean, you saw those teams as well. Um, I don't know how both of you feel about, about that. Is it, is it, is it still Seneca Peters and then everybody else like trying to knock them off? Or do you think, or do both of you think that, that, you know, there's, there, we might just see more of a, a wild, like, like number of years, a couple of years back when everything seems so, there's so much parity at this level that like Cannon Mack in the seven seed won the whole thing. Um, we've had some NA where just cause Josh Lucini got hurt and didn't play a lot for half of the season. All of a sudden he came back, but there was so much parody and, but his, that team just elevated in the playoffs. And, and even they were, I think there was six or five or six seed and won the whole thing too. So is, where are we, where are we, are we in the parody stage? You know, is it, um, where are we? I, I don't know. I just, I'm curious to see what this year is going to be like. Yeah, I mean, I could speak on at least the North, uh, you know, being involved in that the most. Uh, it'd be hard for me to see Seneca, you know, skip a beat. They seem to, you know, be able to easily replace. Um, and um, they do. They did have a decent amount of juniors this past year contributing throughout the season. I think uh, your biggest question marks, and, and once again, I would even throw Fox Chapel in that mix that they typically, you know, recycle. And same with North Allegheny. I mean, all those teams, it's it's historically, you know, they're, they're great teams. So they find not just find ways, but they do have talent riddled throughout. Um, North Allegheny will be an interesting one since uh, Bobby is no longer uh, running the steering the ship there. So we, okay. we really don't know what to expect there. So you're talking about Bobby Vossmeyer, longtime N.A. coach. And, you know, he he's finally stepped down or he's retired. Yeah. So the, yeah. So there is a new coach in place. Uh so once again, it's 
it's kind of a toss up, I'd say, for the North. And then adding Central Catholic and, you know, with Shaler as well, Josh Dushinsky. I mean, uh, you have so many great players at that level. So, like I said, anything could happen. But if I would speak on it, I, I would have to imagine Seneca, um, you know, the defending champs until beaten, probably still, uh, you know, a favorite to go through. But if I look at the other classification, you just threw Alderdice in the mix. You just threw Norwin. Right. Um, I, I I don't know who survives in that section, honestly. And I'm curious to see how it plays out probably like everyone else. Um, but then also there, like I said, Peters, I'm interested to see how they respond. I'm sure they will. They have great coaching. So uh, I, I'd imagine, you know, they figure it out. But uh, that was at least to my knowledge, one of the top teams that really – uh, took a heavy hit with seniors. Yeah. So just so our listeners know section. So you're in section one, which is the North is Butler, Central Catholic Fox Chapel, North Allegheny, North Hills, your Pine Richland, Seneca Valley and Shaler. And then section two is everybody else. And it's Alderdice, Baldwin, Cannon Mac, uh, Hempfield, Mount Lebanon, didn't even think about it, right. Mount Lebanon, Norwin, Peters Township and Upper St. Clair. Wow. So it's, it's going to be very, very interesting. Jordan Smith, any thoughts on the South, especially the South Hills teams? I know you're somewhat familiar with them. Yeah, we, uh, at South Fayette, we, we had a camp at Pitt um, and Cam Mack was there. Um, they, they look pretty solid. A um, lot of, a lot of good young freshmen and sophomores that look like two on their JV team. So um, it looks like they're, they're building something solid there. All the teams you mentioned there in 4A, it's uh, wow. I mean, you're, so many programs that have been successful, a uh, lot of great coaches. Um, so that, that's tough. 4A is uh, it's hard. And um, I believe Peters Township had the chance to stay 3A and they right. opted to go 4A. And so now, a lot of respect. I, I wonder there. if Bobby Dyer, did they know that they would, the realignment would take them to two sections before they made that decision. I mean, either way, they, I'm sure they wanted to play up, but I, I'm wondering if that did or didn't play into their decision. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Um, we just scrimmaged them yesterday, actually. Um, Bobby's still coaching there, and um, the, the team looked good, uh, but the, I definitely think it, it's more of a rebuild for them right now. Um, you know, uh, last year they were a group of mainly seniors and you had Masucci, all regional forward, very special player. Uh, I remember the scrimmage last year, they beat us five, nothing. And yesterday we won four, nothing. So, uh, that's a good sign for our team right now, moving forward. And, uh, for them, you know, I, um, they're definitely still figuring things out. Um, I know they do a lot of running under Bobby Dyer. So week one, a lot of fitness. <laughs> so, uh, but they'll get on the ball and um, I'm sure they're going to improve, but um, yeah, basically with 4A, I, I think a, a lot of team, a lot of people are talking about Pine, uh, Pine Richland and North Allegheny. And um, you know, there's, there's some other big teams like Canna Mac is, is can one of these teams break through and, and, you know, will it not be Seneca and Peters this upcoming year? We'll, we'll, we'll see. All right. So that's a great segue, uh, Jordan Smith to Jordan Wagon, Jordan um, W. Uh, we, you know, how do you feel about your, your prospects this year? I know it's been tough. You're going to break through. Now you have to, I guess the way it's going to work is it's going to be top eight 
go uh, top four in each section, and it's just going to be an 18 quarterfinal. So, so you're going to be battling for at least to get into the top four. Yeah, no, we'll, uh, that is our goal every single year since I got there. And I mean, you can't really plan for the future unless maybe you've done it before. So once you get into that playoff mix, uh, you've seen it before in past years, anything could happen. Um, so yes, our goal is we're really focused. We, we looked really good going into the preseason. Um, very excited to see what this group can do. Have a lot of contributors returning that have been uh key contributors probably since about their freshman, sophomore year, which which doesn't help in that moment, but it, it certainly is paying dividends. Uh, you could just tell by the play moving forward. So this would probably be the, I would say, largest senior, junior. You know, we have sophomores as well, but uh, seniors and juniors really leading the way this year, which as I learned pretty early on, if you're young, uh, even with talent, it's going to be very difficult to challenge, you know, uh, some of those senior laden teams. Uh, they're just, you know, that maturation piece is huge. And I finally feel like we're finally in the uh, right direction and we're moving towards that. So very, very excited and eager to get this thing started. And so you're going to get it started on Saturday. Can you set us up? We want to know, uh, listeners will want to know, Pittsburgh Soccer Now will be there. We're going to be covering uh, the six games in two days, but just set us up with the schedule. Uh, you have six teams, either, I think there's two or three 4A teams and then a couple 3A and then one, then the one 1A wonders, the, uh, yeah. the defending champ, the WPIL uh, and uh, the PIAA uh, champion um, Winchester Thurston, who gave you guys a heck of a game last year in, in your priest in the same tournament. Uh, so it'd be fun. It's going to be fun to see them there too, with their talented players are coming back. I mean, they've got some, some top notch players. So should be a real fun tournament, shouldn't it? Oh yeah. I mean, this weekend's going to be great. This is something that I really want to expand upon. And uh, you know, with your help and your coverage that you all at Pittsburgh soccer, now what you provide, uh, I just hope to, you know, help provide a platform where we can get a jump start into the season and, and showcase some players abilities, some teams, you know, abilities and uh, get an early read on a lot. And uh, with the teams there ourselves, Pine Richland, we'll have North Allegheny as well. Uh, Moon, who will be, you know, I'm sure a, a very, very nice team, Franklin regional Penn Trafford. And then, as you said, uh, Winchester Thurston, but I'd have to say they deserve to be there too. You know, <laughs> They do. I mean, and this is for them. This is like they have to go back and play a lot of one A teams for most of the season. So I'm sure they're they're This is something they're really looking forward to. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just all around going to be a fun week of soccer. Any soccer fan of the game, um, you know, want to see a lot of nice representation. I think uh, there's definitely some teams and some players that are going to they're going to make this weekend very enjoyable to watch. So your facility, you, you have a uh, second field now. So that's um, something that will help uh, with the, so maybe tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. So we have our Pine Richland high school stadium. Um, and then we recently last year had the addition of um, the Ram cage. So that is right across the parking lot, another turf field, which is just a beautiful site. Um, and in that just really will help with, uh, adding quality teams to the uh, schedule, you know, for future. Now that we're able to run two at the same time, is really it nice a turf field too? Yes. Yeah. And, and is 
the big question is, is it a soccer only field or no? I wish, you know, <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't get it like, uh, you know, Seneca's second field. I, I could only dream. I could only dream that there are some football lines on it, but you know, we do what we can. <laughs> well, this is a debut edition of our new podcast, the kids on the pitch, uh, WPIL, uh, um, focus really for the next three or four months. But one of the topics we'll definitely like to talk about is, yeah, there has been some movement on more soccer only fields in the area, but yet we're still looking around and so many high schools are still playing on, you know, your traditional stadiums. And we get it from from a logistic standpoint. You want the, the stand, you know, you need the, the stadiums and I get all that. But, um, you know, that's that's just something wishful thinking, I guess. Yeah, we, if we were in Virginia, maybe, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. Bit. It's interesting because quad A schools have the most resources, you would think. Yeah. But yet at the same time, they put all their resources into their stadiums. So it, mm-hmm. it's never seen. And you're seeing the, the soccer only fields in, in some smaller school districts. Right. Like yeah. and Penn Hills have soccer only fields. You know, there's a few others out there, but it's, it's interesting how that's that goes. You're right. Um, all right, Jordan, you have anything for Jordan? Anything else? Uh, la- last question I just asked uh, to learn more about your team. Um, is there any players you think that are uh, really going to, you know, make a difference this year? Uh, I know Ben Rischel was all section last year as a, as a junior. Is there any other players you think that can make a, a great impact? Yeah, I think my trio of captains, um, well, they're kind of the ones that I mentioned earlier that have been sort of leading the way and really been impactful early on in their careers at Pine Richland. Uh, Kale Claff, senior midfielder, Ben Richel, as you mentioned, and uh, Collins Vanix up front um, will definitely add a punch. And I'm really excited with what those three can do. But around them as well, we have, uh, like I said, I like to think a lot of talent in a lot of areas, a lot of depth. Um, this should be yeah, a big year for us. We're hoping, you know, everyone's hopeful going into the season. So we'll see, you know, if it can figure itself out on the field and look the way we see it. Awesome. Right. Yeah. It sounds like you guys will be good down the middle then. <laughs> yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> so Jordan, this weekend you will face, uh, I believe Franklin regional and Penn Trapper, correct? Yes. So what's the overall schedule uh, at the tournament? So the overall schedule, I think we begin things with North Allegheny and Moon, um, and that would leave us against Franklin Regional and Winchester Thurston against Penn Trafford opening day. And then that Sunday, we will have uh, North Allegheny and Winchester face off, and then that'll lead into um, us against Penn Trafford and then uh, leaving Moon. Um, Wow, who am I forgetting now? Against Franklin Regional. So... Should be some good some good games to watch. For sure. So we plan to be there. Uh, myself, Matt Popchock, and Ed Thompson uh, will be anchoring our P- Pittsburgh Soccer Now coverage. If you uh, are just interested and want to come out, uh, support the tournament, support high school soccer in our area, come on down. We will be there. In fact, uh, George, um, Matt will be doing broadcasting the, the games at the stadium, the 5 p.m. games at the stadium. Um, but we, hey, just look, just check out Pittsburgh Soccer Now's social media platforms because we may be popping up. We may be coming up, popping up with a, a Facebook Live remote. Who knows? We may have 
we were definitely going to use our uh, YouTube channel platform to do post-game interviews and maybe talk to some of the people at, out there. Uh, we're excited. We're, we're looking forward to being out there and just, you know, at the beginning of the season, so it should be a lot of everyone's uh, undefeated and everyone's feeling good. And I think that's, uh, that's what we want to, that's what we want to experience this weekend and, and a lot of good soccer, of course. So Jordan, um, thank you so much for joining us. Um, look forward to seeing you this weekend. I'll, I'll see plenty of you and I'm sure we'll, we'll have you back on um, probably on our platforms and in, in, in our coverage uh, as we move forward. Yeah. Really looking forward to you guys coming out. Can't wait to see what you put out. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Jordan. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So Jordan Smith, you're back. Uh, it's just you and me right now. Uh, good interview with Jordan Wigan. I, I we're real excited about this tournament and Pittsburgh soccer now's involvement, but also just, you know, these preseason tournaments are always a lot of fun. When I coached at Shadyside, we played in the Ambridge tournament every year. It was just, it was something to look forward to, to start the season. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I uh, appreciate Jordan coming on and talking. Um, should be a great, great weekend of us covering a uh, lot, a lot of good teams uh, at all levels. Really excited to see that. I, you know, with your coaching uh, involvement at South Fed, I probably would not want you to make any predictions. So I will sit here. And I will have to like figure this out. But uh, I, I, before we get into it, because what you and I would like to do, at least to to kind of complete this first inaugural podcast is to go through our uh, the realignment and just kind of see where everyone stands and kind of what our at least our initial thoughts are on this season before it kicks off. But before we do that, this tournament, since we're going to be there, we want to hype it up even more. Uh, as Jordan said, who do you think comes out? Which teams do you think come out of here? Uh, I guess it'll be me to kind of come up with predictions, but who could come out of there 2-0? Oh? I think Pine Richland's going to be very motivated. I, I could see playing to two 3A teams, really wanting to make a statement and at their own tournament. So they play Franklin and then Penn Trafford. So I see them potentially going 2-0. I think no matter what you say, as good as Winchester Thurston is and as the talent that they have, they being a 1A school, I think it would be very difficult for them to, to go 2-0. But you never know. It'll be interesting to see how they do. Uh, I think the Franklin Regional, this is going to be a transition year and another new coach there as well. Uh, and so it's going to be, this is going to be interesting because we'll get a chance to see Franklin Regional for the first time without, you know, some of the, you know, that, I don't know if what you want to call it. Uh, was it their generational team, you know, that, that, and that, um, was it their generational team and they got one Whitfield title out of it, you know, um, so, or two, I'm sorry, they got two. They went back to back um, or not. So it'll be interesting to see. And where the other teams, Penn Trafford, I think it's good uh, for, now interesting this year with realignment, that kind of um, gives us a good segue into the realignment piece. Penn Trafford is dropping down to 3A. Uh, it's interesting to see a lot of teams because they've only have 16 in uh, as Jordan W mentioned, there's t other teams dropping down. So you have Penn Hills. Um, well, actually, no, Penn Hills has been down for a while now, uh, for a few years. But yeah, there's there's teams that have dropped down into into um, from four A 
to 3A now. So making 3A just really, really crowded. And obviously you, you're a part of that, Jordan. I mean, it's, it's going to be something else. Yeah, I, I think uh, 3A soccer is it's a lot kind of like the 5A football uh, where, you know, 6A football, it's less teams, but 5A, there's just uh, it's tough. Like this year in 3A soccer, I think there's six or seven teams that, you know, could easily make a run. It's uh, it's really difficult to pinpoint just one team. Um, you know, the uh, Ambridge has moved up to 3A, very good 2A school. Um, Penn Trafford, good 4A school, has dropped down to 3A. Uh, we thought Moon was moving up to 4, but they're not. They're the, the biggest 3A school. So, um, you know, they played Hampton very well in the playoffs last year. Um, and, yeah, teams like Hampton, West A, who were just in the final, they're coming back. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. There's there's a lot of solid teams. Um, so it, it's kind of, it comes down to who wants it the most, who, who puts together the best game plan. Um, and who just gets the lucky bounces and who goes out there and, and, and does it. Well, I, I will add this to the 4A equation. We talked about some of the some of the sometimes the teams, there's not too as much of a drop off when a top level player leaves because the programs are strong. They have a lot of depth. You could almost say the same thing at the 3A level in some instances. But we do know Hampton won last year senior heavy team. Right. Yeah. So that's going to be a question mark. They, they, you know, they got the sweep. They won both Whippio and the, the PIAA. Very impressive. But, you know, they did, they were senior. I'm sure they'll be strong again. So they were definitely a, a strong senior laden team, which, you know, they're in a section with Mars. And, you know, that's always going to be a battle, the, 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 the Hampton and um, Mars um, setup. Uh, I'm sorry, I was looking at girls, but yeah, they're, they're still in the same section. Um, and you got Armstrong, Highlands, Indiana, Kiskey, Mars, and North Catholic. So North, so the interesting thing here is now North Catholic moves up and Kiskey, you know, again, has been in 3A now, but they were a, at one time a 4A school too. So it's just, that's, it's just more deeper teams, I think, at the 3A level. Uh, then you look at the next section, that's the Western, the, you know, with, with where you guys are. But you have, like you said, Ambridge comes up into that and it, it adds another strong team, team that was, you know, broke through last year. And really, we didn't see that coming. And they, they made a nice run to the semifinals um, last year. Montour, Moon, and you, South Fayette, West Allegheny, uh, that's just, I'm sure you can talk all about that. And um, I'm sure you're looking forward to all that competition this year. Yeah, it's it's always a tough section, always has been since I started playing. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, Montour is always good. Um, West A, they were senior heavy team last year, made it to Whitfield final, state semifinal, but um, you know, under Coach Amos, they always come back uh, every year. Um, so, somehow, always find a way to make it into the PIAA tournament. Um, so, and and I think our, our team looks good. Um, just up to the boys to up to them to see how uh, how long they can take this for. And um, you know, Eldridge is doing a good job working with them uh, day in and day out, playing against certain formations and whatnot. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh it's always tough our section, so it'll be a bloodbath. We'll see who ends up on top <laughs> by the end of it. 
Yeah. All right. So let's quickly get through. Uh, so section three and four, section three in 3A will have Albert Gallatin, Bethel Park, another school that was always in the top level, the top classification has dropped down. Connellsville, another one that's always been pretty high up in terms of classifications down in 3A2. Laurel Highlands, Ringgold, Thomas Jefferson, Trinity, and Uniontown. And then over in section four, it's Franklin Regional section uh, where they've dominated in, in uh, but with Plum. And those two have gone head to head in recent years, splitting their, their regular season series. Uh, and Plum is there and they still have the talent, but they've also lost some seniors too. Uh, you've got Gateway, Greater Latrobe, McKeesport, Obama, Penn Hills, and Penn Trafford, who we'll see this weekend. So it'll be interesting to see. So Penn Trafford uh, drops, as well as uh, we've already talked about the Bethel Park. So Bethel Park, it's yeah. interesting. It could be real interesting how 3A um, goes this year. I think it's just deeper. Yeah, it certainly is. Um, Bethel Park, we scrimmaged them as well last year. They looked solid. Um uh, trying to think who else. Um, yeah, Franklin Regional and Plum, uh, they did both lose some seniors. Obviously, Franklin Regional losing Anthony DeFalco, uh, you know, three-time All-American headed, uh, headed to Duquesne, um, looking good so far there. So, uh, but yeah, they, they have great coaching staff always too. Uh, although you said Franklin Regional has a new head coach this year, right? Yeah. Um, so we'll see if there, there's a different system brought in. Um, obviously without the Falco, you don't have, uh, you know, him just running up the middle every time. And, um, but yeah, it is deeper in three, a it's, um, it's going to be interesting. There's a lot of possibilities that could come out for sure. All right. So I, I do want to try to, in the interest of time, try to just at least go over realignment, as I said, and then, uh, we haven't talked much about the girl side either. And that if we don't get to as much girl stuff this week, we will definitely, go uh, in more depth on the girls' side next week as we prepare, um, you know, for our next podcast, the, uh, this, just only so much time here, Jordan. And uh, we, you know, we want to make sure we cover uh, as much as possible, but, but yeah, so we look at the 2A and again, the movement, I'm seeing a lot of, a little bit more uh, teams kind of staying put, uh, maybe a few single A teams uh, jumping up. So I, not again too much jumping out at me i know uh, for example avonworth um it, it moves over to section four with the beaver elwood city popewell mohawk quaker valley and riverside but this has been quaker valley's you know classification they've been the dominant side again they have pretty senior level team last year but they always seem to re retool and have a strong uh squad so i you know it'll be interesting to see who can come out of this to challenge quaker valley and uh, who will be there to challenge them because i'm looking up and down section one two three um you know and four and you know shady side academy and um they're, they're always a factor uh deer lakes is you know has been good, but you know, they, they, after the Michael Sullivan class kind of went through, um, you know, they, they kind of came down a little bit last year. Uh, so it'll be very interesting to see how the rest of two a plays out this year. Um, you know, you got that Southern Bay, um, Washington County, uh, Southern Allegheny County, Fayette County teams in section three, like Bell Vernon, Brownsville, McGuffey's Mount Pleasant, 
um, I guess some Westmoreland County teams too, uh, Southmoreland, Washington, Waynesburg Central, and York. And then section two is that Sadieside Academy and Deer Lakes are still the two teams that have been the teams to beat. But there's teams out there. I know that, you know, Derry, Freeport, Greensburg, Salem, Knock, Jeanette. Uh, Jeanette made the playoffs for the first time ever last year or I had a de- yeah. real decent season. So, uh, and then of course, South Park is there, you know, they're in the section one and similar section that they always play against those type of uh, teams. We did see Woodland Hills drop into two A, and they're in that section where uh, you'll see East Allegheny, Elizabeth Forward, Keystone Oak, South Allegheny, South Park, Steel Valley, and West Mifflin. And that's always a, a dogfight too. that section where South Park usually rises to the top, but, a few, within the past few years, there's been some good battles on teams that were threatening to take the mantle from South Park. Um, I don't know how you, uh, let's just quickly go through realignment. So one a is pretty much everybody else is left. And, uh, you know, with the returning players that Winchester Thurston has in Greensburg, central Catholic, it's, it's generally those two schools that are vying for, superiority in single a i don't know if any other teams stand out or if you know of any other i know you have some intel on players and so what we should just tell our listeners jordan is that within one podcast it's kind of hard to just cover all the players and from every team and, and really give them to do but we are going to be publishing our own players to watch uh, lists oh at least by the end of this week uh, leading up to the season start and over the weekend. So look, I would tell people to look out on Pittsburgh soccer now for our players uh, to watch list. I don't know what jumps out to you about the rest of these two A and single A um, classifications, Jordan. Yeah, two A, I, th- I think you um, you hit right on the head how Shadyside Academy and, and Deer Lakes notoriously have both been kind of those teams to beat. So, um, you know, I expect them to be in the playoff picture this upcoming year. And, uh, yeah, South Park as well, um, you know, through some of the research I've done, I think they're, they're a team that can come back, uh, make a run as well. Um, and at the 1A level, um, obviously, Winchester Thurston, I mean, they're the team to beat. They return a lot of uh, juniors that are now seniors, uh, kids like Oliver Deboe and, and Alex uh, Hoskrecht, uh, both Riverhounds Academy players that um, are tremendous players and they won Whitfields and, and States last year. So, um, but Greensburg central Catholics always there. And I think Eden Christian Academy, uh, could break through this year too. So we'll That's see, right. but, um, Winchester Thurston's clearly the team to beat in 1A. For sure. Uh, so we are going to talk about girls. Uh, we spent some time already really dissecting, looking at the realignment for the boys, having an opportunity to talk to Jordan Wagon. But now I'm very excited to bring back, uh, bring on uh, a gentleman who's been a, a, just a wonderful contributor to Pittsburgh soccer now in recent years. And also, um, you know, has been at the forefront of getting the uh, Mo Rosenstiel um, Award and Foundation up and running. Ed Rosenstiel, Ed, uh, thanks. I know you've been a busy guy and you've had scrimmage to deal with today and you're back coaching. Ed Rosenstiel, you're back. So I've got all my contributors are starting going back to coaching. So uh, Ed, how you been? You there? Uh, yeah, so... 
right. So, yeah, you got all your contributors now uh, back. You know, I think we got all hungry being in the press box, getting back in the field. So, uh, That's, yeah, we what does that mean for me? Trinity tonight. What does that mean for me? Uh, I don't know. I think you're, I think you're uh, feeding us the excitement watching all these great games. I don't so. know. I just the, the Krasinski, <laughs> um, the Krasinski coaching tree may uh, may be expanding. I don't know, Jordan. You can have a talk with Jason about that. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I've always said that I would go back into coaching if Jason wanted to. So um, yeah. I'll, I'm sure he'll be listening <laughs> to this and shaking his head. But um, <laughs> anyway, sorry, Ed. I didn't mean to steal your thunder. But yeah, no, I mean, no, no. You're good. So what's it, what's it like being back out there? Um, it, it, it's, it's a different perspective. One, just, you know, being at GCC and you're coaching your daughters and now, you know, your daughters aren't playing, but I'm fortunate enough. I have Kaylee uh, on the sidelines with me as well. So it, it's an, it, it's a completely different perspective to lean over and talk to her about a situation along with our head coach, Olivia. Um, but it, it, it's different. And the great thing is it's not, you, it's like riding a bike. You really don't miss it. Maybe some different ideas, obviously, because we have been in the press box watching, you know, all these different teams play and see different ideas and sets and everything. So, you know, all that time when we get to do that, it's something we can introduce back into, you know, our, our team's and let them, you know, take on something maybe they didn't do because we're a new, a new look for them coming from a different angle. Well, that's really great. And I'm glad you can, you have that opportunity to, to share that with her. Um, so, oh yeah. Yeah. And uh, so we, Jordan and I pretty much scanned through the boys side. We had Jordan Wagon on as well, but mm-hmm. we don't have a whole lot of, we'd like to just maybe have a brief discussion on girls. We can, continue this conversation into our next podcast. And one of the things we'd like to do is right. bring on special guests and talk about all angles of the WPIL soccer and scholastic soccer and youth soccer down the road. And, but yeah, and, and from your perspective, uh, the, the, in a nutshell, what do you think the WPIL girls soccer is going to look like this year? I, I know that realignment has really shifted some things around. It has. Yeah, I mean, with the realignment, when you see the teams that moved out of 4A and now there's such a smaller section, um, well, there's two sections now, really. And so that just whole setup now of the it, – it's going to be brutal for those teams because the teams that are there, there's a lot of great teams still there. You know, you, you have Peters Township, Fox Chapel's there. Uh, you know, you're obviously going to have North Allegheny. I mean, everybody was surprised by the exit last year in the playoffs. They're coming back with, you know, a star-studded cast still. So, they're, they're, 4A is going to have it, – it's almost going to be a heavyweight fight when it gets starts paring down in the playoffs, I feel. And it's it, – there's too, there's too much quality – at a lot of the top six, seven, eight teams. And parody is and real. That, I mean, it's real in 4A. Oh, absolutely. I don't see anybody standing out. 
well, and uh, yeah, because it's when you look at them, you're going to say, well, okay, North Allegheny has this, but Peters Township has this. And, you know, then inside of that, Peters Township against Upper St. Clair. Well, now you're talking rivalry game plus the matchup. So there's there's always those little dichotomies inside of it, too. It's going to be it, it's, it's going to be very interesting to watch how this all plays out through the long, short season, especially when they hit that second turn going into their whippy old section games. For sure. So and then you and I had this conversation off, you know, off off the camera off the video um recording and um earlier this week but you know 3a then becomes i mean you've got moon township which you know last year what an incredible season uh they had uh and then mars who i i think it's going to be like you've got those two but there's just a lot of really good teams but moon and mars i mean a collision here i think these two programs it's going to be a, it's going to be something else, really. I know that they yeah, both have lost maybe some players here and there, but um, but they always seem to re- retool. Yeah, I mean, if you were you know filling out a so-called bracket right now, mo- most people are going to put those two facing off against each other. But you know, you got to remember Latrobe's coming in down from four A into three A now, right. and you know, last year. Everybody was like, wow, what growth they've had. And we're surprised by them a little bit until you played them and you started to see them and like, ah, you know what? This is a quality team. Well, they were just still building for this year. You know, I don't know if this is the crescendo or they'll have still building after, but, you know, your sounding goal with Sophia DeServe, you have, uh, the, uh, you have a couple sisters out there. Uh, well, and you have Ella Bulova, and then you have Re- Regan and Robin Riley. Like, they they have talent there. So you think, okay, well, who else could there be? Well, then, you know, there's your typical other 3A teams where you've got Franklin Regional in that mix, in that section with them. TJ, a lot of people are saying TJ's the sleeper in 3A. I, you know, I don't know if I want to call them a sleeper. I think they're up there just pushing. And that maybe you call them a sleeper because ah, no one thought of them until this year. But they were a talented team last year. And they're probably going to find their goals this year. And they are sound on defense. You know, they have an eraser back there at center back in Bella Vozar. I, I mean, it's hard to if, – if someone makes a mistake, she can cover it for them. So – 3A is just going to be very, very fun to watch throughout the year. Another one, like when you get to that second round of section play and look at where everybody's standing at that point, does someone fall off? Does someone pick up and push to make a, you know, a section title run or get yourself in better seating? It's, it's going to be just, I don't know. I like, I, I kind of consider it, how 4A and even like when it first became 4A, you had Norwin, Cannon Mac, Peters, Upper St. Clair. And, you know, all those teams were pushing and vying all the time against each other when it came to playoffs. So it was that it's, it's kind of like that. It, it's going to be a sh- very, very strong group of teams. Absolutely. So uh, 
we'll talk about 2A and 1A briefly, but Ed, I just want to tell us a little bit about um, Ringel and uh, your, your kind of your thoughts and your outlook for this year. And, and I know you, you said it's nice to be back coaching, but um, you know, that's, that's an interesting, um, you know, grouping because like you said, Thomas Jefferson um, could be a sleeper, you know, Connellsville has always been really tough, uh, especially in recent years. Um, how do you like you got your, your, your club's chances? Well, I think a lot of people don't think about us too much, which I like that. I'll take that, you know, well, maybe, maybe we're the sleeper, but, uh, you know, Bell Vernon is always a tough team to play. And obviously their arrival Ringle. period. Right. Um, Connellsville coach Jeff always has a, he, he has those girls. He, he sees them from an early age. They come in that system. They're always sound and ready to play. So, you know, even when they were in 4A and then they dropped the 3A, um, they're, they're just a great team to play against. Laurel Highlands, no one wants to talk about them, but, you know, they're, they're a team that you've been seeing build and build in our section. And, you know, what they're going to put out on the field this year is going to be a challenge. And, you know, we could easily say there's five, six teams going to be fighting for those four spots and it's going to be real important to get those home wins and then go out and find some away wins. Yeah, that's that's always the key, right? Just if you can steal a road win, uh, you know, hold your own at home. And sometimes there's those right. critical matches that make a difference that decide whether you make the playoffs, whether you win a section title there. And it, it just comes down to that. I mean, can you steal a win here or there? Um, and, and that really can make a difference. Yep. Um, all right. So, so two A and one A. You know, we again we've seen these classifications, the kind of the cream rise to the top when you have outstanding players. A lot of times that can elevate their team. Uh, but I thought Avonworth last year did some really special things as a unit, and they had some really young talent that are going to be with them for a number of years. Uh, so that's that's going to be interesting. North Catholic is still in contention there. Uh, but the two A, you know, it's interesting. I don't know. Um, maybe Ed, you have a better sense of which teams might have that those players that can elevate some of those programs into one yeah, A level. Yeah. So, like, you know, Avonworth, like you said, is definitely a team that. You no, know, I, I I think that uh, they're they're going to be solid for the next couple of years, but they're not looking to see a drop off. They're going to continue pushing forward, even, you know, with, you know, Ava work on. Um, but like, when you look at, um, and I always mispronounce her name, uh, from Southmoreland, Olivia Cernudo, she's a, you know, she's a basketball player. She just committed to basketball, to college for basketball, but she's such a quality player. Southmoreland plays such a sound game. They're disciplined in how they play and they're going to be right there. You know, have, you know, Rich Garland has Mount Pleasant playing well and now they're down in two a, and he's a good coach and it, he's going to find their opportunities. So you, you have there, there's, there's some good coaching that goes on there because we, you know, we can also talk about shady side Academy right. and how well they've been coached over the years and, you know, 
they jump from 2A down to 1A, 1A back to 2A, and they go and compete. Nothing ever changes for them as far as the, the, they look the same, but it's just different players over the years because, sure. you know, the they, coaching they have, going down. For sure. They haven't broken through uh, in terms of uh, – they haven't really broken through in terms of um, – being able to win in 2A, but but I think it, it could just be a matter of time, just like the boys um, for Shady's right. Academy. Um, all right, so, and in 1A, you know, the, you're familiar, obviously, with the, the Greensburg Central Catholic, and again, returning talent. Uh, is there anybody there that can knock them off? Uh, well, I, you know, maybe, you know, and it's sometimes, it's when we were looking at things, it's like, where could it come from? And how does it happen? And for us, you know, sometimes it was freedom. And freedom, you know, Colin's always doing a good job having that team prepared. A lot of girls kind of come through that system. And when they get into freedom, they know how to play that system and go. So people sometimes forget about them, sometimes not, depending on, you know, their previous record from the year before, typically. Um, Still Valley. It's going to be interesting to see what what they're going to be this year. Um, besides losing Kelsey Salopak, they they lost other quality players. Right. You know, and we that saw gave, that their window last year, which you know. Yeah, uh, but so right, you know, do they still have that in them? You have girls now that have gone through this, you know, run with them and building to hit that point last year and win that very first Whitfield title. And now can they continue to carry it on? And so, they, you know, you can't count on them out. Let the season play. Um, I, I, I like them, you know, someone up North, you know, I, I think sometimes people lose sight of those teams way up North and it could be Riverview. You know, right. they have an outstanding player in Lola Abraham. And, you know, sometimes in 1A, if you have that one outstanding player at such a small school and there's good quality players around her, everything can get, you know, can just – next thing you know, this team's maybe has one or two losses and it's late in the year. And so a lot of times those teams get lost along the way. I think that's a great point, and it's that's definitely something we'll have to look forward to. So, and I'm really looking forward to seeing how everything goes uh, early in the season. We'll be, well, maybe we'll see some surprises, and and we usually do. Um, but before we sign off, and um, we are, I, I would like to just quickly, briefly, to uh, just give us a, a quick summary of. I guess there will be a, a tournament held at Ringgold, correct? A preseason, yeah, a preseason we're tournament. Yeah, so um, it's our first first time, and uh, it's the Mo Rosenstiel Memorial Kickoff Classic, obviously to help support the foundation and honor Mo. Um, a lot of the teams that are there, and because Ringle, we'll we'll start it off, and we're playing Hickory, and you know people might say, well, what's the connection to Mo there? Because all the teams have the connection, but there is. There was girls she played with when she played club right. uh, that are now, you know, went on and they, they played at Duquesne and Natalie right. Bell, Jess White and right. things like that. They're Hickory girls. 
And so it's, it's, it's wonderful to have them come all the way down from Hermitage and play and support this. And then you have TJ, who's been a huge supporter of ours through the foundation. Um, they, you know, they took it on their shoulders to be this group and they're, they're going to be playing Franklin regional a team. They may see in the playoffs. Right. And Scott Arnold was one of Mo's youth coaches growing up. And so, you know, there's a great connection there. And then Norwin, we were in Norwin for a while. Mike Brunell, or Burrow, I'm sorry, the athletic director, has gone way out of his way to make this happen for us and provide then – you have them playing an old section foe in Latrobe. And Coach Jamie Morrison – was actually one of most coaches at the club level when she was younger. So there's all these connections and these great teams that are going to come together, play these three games over the day. Um, we're going to have a, a blast. It's about the girls. It's, it's all about them. They're, they're the players out there. They're the rock stars. We're going to have fun with player of the matches after the games. We're going to have DJ, DJ Philly Bob, from what I understand, He's crazy. He has a blast. We're so what? Music pumping. Man, we're, that sounds like you fun. know, food. Yeah, we're you know, we want it to be fun. We want it to be competitive, but we want it to be about the girls. You know, yes, it's a game that's going to count for something, and we can go and compete. But at the end of the day, it's about the girls. Well, and that's a great way to end this segment. And uh, Ed, uh, we will definitely be sharing all the scores and information, and and just obviously would like get people out there to support the foundation uh, and be there for the tournament. Can you just give us the dates and, uh, and times? Absolutely. So the, the game day is September 3rd, Saturday and Ringgold versus uh, Hickory starts it off at noon. And then following that, the game that's scheduled for one thirty um, will be Franklin. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Franklin regional versus TJ. And then the final game of the day at three will be Norwin hosting Latrobe. So it's good. Like I said, it's going to be a great day. Those the games are going to be kind of going rapid fire. And I, I, I just completely expect great quality all day. All right. Well, I can't wait uh, for that to happen. Can't wait for this weekend. Tyne Richland tournament for the boys side. The girls were kicking off um, the soccer season. And I just can't wait. So uh, this has been a wonderful debut uh, edition of the uh, Kids on a Pitch, our uh, Scholastic and Youth Soccer uh, podcast. Uh, Jordan Smith, thank you for joining me, uh, joining us. And, and Ed, again, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I'm sure we'll be talking hey. a lot more as the season goes on. Yep. I appreciate it. And thank you for uh, all the support, obviously, for the foundation. Thanks, Ed. All right. Thank you, uh, Jordan, too. And uh, we'll see you. We'll talk next week when we know a little bit more about some of these high school teams as the season kicks off this weekend.